your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to. Oh man, what day is today? Is it only Tuesday? Yes, it's only Tuesday. 608 785 7914 is the talk and text line. I guess the guy just said that. I'm Rick Solom. The guy just said that too. Should figure out that guy's name. I always forget. Uh, I have uh, District 7 City Council member Mac Keel and Lily, her eight week old baby, on coming up here in about uh, a couple minutes, nine minutes, eight minutes, somewhere around there. Uh, we. We had a good conversation yesterday with lacrosse mayor Mitch Reynolds and just kind of continue that conversation with city council member Matt Keel as Thursday is the city council meeting. And the mayor comes on right before that meeting, the Monday before the Thursday meeting. So the second Thursday of the month is always the city council meeting. And the mayor always comes on that Monday, did that with Cabot, did that with Reynolds. And, you know, some of the things up for uh, the council to vote on. And at this point, too, I always kind of like to reiterate this as we all learn about government, uh, myself included, is the council's kind of already there. When it gets to the council, they're kind of a, a little bit already uh, where they where they are in decision-making. It's the committee stuff that happens leading up to the council meeting where the community needs to really get involved. And there's only like 40 committees, so good luck. <laughs> Uh, we did have a little bit of a conversation with Reynolds, Mayor Reynolds, yesterday on how there are a lot of committees. So it's kind of, it's good and bad, right? If there's so many committees in the in the city, that means a lot of stuff is out there for publics to comment on, public view. These meetings you can all get into, either going to them or uh, vid- virtually getting in on them virtually. They, they, I believe you can get the recordings afterwards, which is just a little bit of a hoop to jump through, but. Um, that And that was part of the conversation. Hey, if these videos are virtual, they're on video, throw the video on YouTube. But Mitch said that that you can't, there's a, there's probably, it's, it's probably a little bit more complicated than that because you can't just throw it up on YouTube or throw it up on Facebook Live and hope that it stays there or hope that everyone has access to that because you also have to give access to anyone that's not just going to go to YouTube or Facebook Live. So it has to live on the website somewhere. The city has to own the video somewhere if you're going to put the video out there, I guess. And therefore, uh, then you have to spend money with hard drives. You're going to have a massive amount of hard drives. One of those things that city police have, or police in general have, with body cams, right? you got to keep these body camera videos for, for so long. And the body cam videos are only good if the body cam videos record quality videos. Yeah, you'll see that every once in a while, like somebody you know pulls out from a gas station or something happens in a parking lot and you have video of it, but the video is so bad you can't even make out the faces. You can't even make out the license plate of the car. So what's the point of having the camera as you know aesthetics maybe, but there is a camera there so don't you know mess up but if the camera isn't recording anything in quality then there's no point to it um, I don't know how much quality you would need with a, a city video though I mean you really just need to hear the video right it could be the worst quality ever you can't even see any faces they're all blurred it looks like one of those where they blur the witness uh, in, in some police show where they blur the witness and you can't see their face but you can hear their voice 
Uh, maybe we could just do the lowest quality camera work and get all these committees on on the website. But yeah, the the idea that there's so the, there's a lot of committees in the cross. It's hard to keep up, but also we there you know everything is out in public view, so you know where the city stands on pretty much mo- most anything. I think there was a bike and pedestrian committee meeting this morning. So. Hey, what are the bike plans? I don't agree with, or I agree with, or I would like to see. You can get on on that committee. You could email them. You could, you know, you could zoom in. You could go to wherever their whole. I think they're doing it online, but you could you could uh, voice your opinion on on what the city should do for bicycles and pedestrians. Um. Anyway, so yeah, little rant there. But Matt Keel is going to come on. She's in District Seven. So District Seven, the Kmart district. You almost could just rename it the Kmart district, right? Everyone knows what that is. Um, trying to get, I'm trying to get that area, the Kmart, instead of the old Kmart lot, rename it Viaduct Views. I'm trying. Maybe trying too hard. Um, but we're going to have a conversation uh, about some of the stuff that the city council is going to do Thursday and, uh, you know, just whatever else we can get into. Um, all right, is that, I think that should do it before I get to Brad the news. Uh, I got to count the minutes here, but yeah, Brad's got to do the news. I'll come back with Matt Keel, city council member, rookie city council member, and her baby. We'll see, baby. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. That you hear on the phone is Lily, Lily Keel. Is that uh, is that right, Mac? Yep, that's correct. <laughs> that's not you crying. That's actually your baby. Your I, I don't know how old is Lily. Yeah, yeah, no, that is my baby. She is eight weeks and two days now. Eight weeks, two days, and just a little grumpy. She does not want to be on Lacrosse Talk PM. Nope, apparently not right now. <laughs> Settle down a little bit, though. Um, <laughs> Uh, that's Matt Keel. She's the District 7 City Council woman. She's uh, a rookie council woman. I keep, I'm almost saying councilman there, but that would be weird. Um, and, <laughs> you know, you're, you're six months, I think. I, I had Mitch on yesterday, the mayor, uh, six months into the job. You're also six months into the job. How, how up to speed are you on how everything works in city government? Oh, yeah, up to speed. I feel like things are ever-changing. Um, I'm feeling more confident about who to go to for answers now, um, but I feel like I will ever be learning. So uh still feel like a, a newbie and still asking tons of questions, but I feel like that's something that's not going to change. Yeah, for sure. And you're also maybe the only council person, maybe there's other people out there, uh, holding a baby during the council meetings uh, while you Zoom in virtually. Um, has baby interrupted council meetings? Has Lily interrupted council meetings like she did the show here? <laughs> yeah, um, there's been a few times. I mean, luckily being virtual, I can kind of pop off camera or stay muted. So hasn't been too bad. Um, I am actually not the only one that is holding a baby. Um, there's also Mackenzie Mendel, um, that council member. Uh, sometimes we make eye contact and our camera moves up a little. Um, and we're actually both feeding at the same time. So uh, it's, it's it's pretty cool, pretty cool connection. And, like, it feels like a power move. <laughs> right. Yeah, you guys, <laughs> you, you use the baby as, like, hey, come on. Like, I need to get my way. I have this newborn baby. Let's do Let's vote this way, guys. 
Um, <laughs> right, right. She's an extra vote sometimes. <laughs> uh, you're, you're no district seven. I'll just say for everyone that's wondering where district seven is. It's the, the, the most fun one to talk about, I think right now, cause it's the old Kmart lot. Have we renamed that yet? No, no, it hasn't been renamed. Um, it's just most known as that Kmart lot. Uh, so no renaming yet. Yeah, Viaduct Views, that's my name. But I think maybe you should just start like a survey. Uh, we're doing ARPA surveys right in town. You can go online on the city's website and decide how the city should should spend those uh, Biden bucks, I call them, Biden bucks, the $22 million. But also maybe put a survey on there. What should we call the Kmart lot? Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, but Viaduct Views, how do you feel about that one? I, I mean, it's it's logical, so that makes sense <laughs> to me. So it's terrible. I got you. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's going to be nice here. <laughs> City council meeting is on Thursday. Uh, you guys go through all the committees uh, leading up to Thursday's meeting. I think you're still doing meetings even today. Um, but what do you think is the most, uh, you know, the most important thing on, on Thursday's agenda? Do you have like a, I don't know if I need a top 10 list, but maybe a top two. Right, right. Gosh, most important. There's, there's a lot of cool things on there. Um, I would say a hot topic is definitely the fish lab um, downtown uh, and, and what we're voting on. There's been uh, a lot of views on that and um, what we're voting on, um, which is just the rezoning. It's not actually what's going in there. Uh, so that that's a big one, I know. Um, but there's a lot of really other cool uh, things that we're voting on. And if they, they passed uh, some things, like another one that I really liked um, was a grant. Uh, and um, what that is for the fire department is for them to replace all of, like, the stovetops in the city's high-rises, um, and they're, like, smart stovetops. So what they do is, like, they sense when something's on them, they turn off, um, they, they, it's pretty impossible are, for them to start a fire. Are those the stovetops where you take the pot off, and if you put your hand immediately on the stovetop, it won't burn your hand? I think, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Okay. And it was just in, in the last meeting, S&P, and, um, it, uh, you know, uh, they have more information on it, but what was explained to me was really cool. And so it's just little things like that I feel like not everyone hears about, and they're doing to try to make the city just a little bit better at a time. Yeah, and it's just, you probably, you're going to probably want one of those stove stops when Lily starts walking around, So because uh, a hot stove burn baby, right? So. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. Maybe you, you could check them out as they install them and figure out how they did it and then be like, all right, now I know. Now I can do a, my own install down the road. Um, right. There's, there, Yeah, the Fish Labs building is kind of a, an interesting one. We talked about this with the mayor yesterday a little bit. If anyone wants to listen to that, wisdomnews.com slash podcast, it's up there. But uh, it, And I, I brought it up as part of a group package with Mitch yesterday, and I called it the kind of the get off my lawn, the not in my neighborhood mentality. A lot of things going through council right now, and some of them are already off the table, but there's a Southside Nursing Home wants to build another four-story building so seniors don't have to double up, which seems pretty logical. Uh, the Fish Labs building in Riverside Park, they are rezoning, and then the, the the next stage would be to add a bed and breakfast or a wedding venue. We're not even to that stage yet, but that's the talk anyway. Uh, there was a YMCA, a, an apartment proposal by the YMCA, I think 11th and King Street, and it sounds like the, that guy, that Biondo, Kevin, uh, Kevin Biondo, I know his last name is Biondo, has taken that off the table mm-hmm. just because the, the neighborhood doesn't want that. And then there's there's one that just went through the Heritage Preservation Commission, J Street Apartments, downtown, 
uh, high-end apartments, and that was approved by the commission, but this is one that hasn't gone through your your committees or your council yet, so you might not know about that one as well. But um, the Fish Labs one, that one's getting the most attention. There's some there's some contention as well, attention and contention. Uh, you know, how, how do you manage the, you know, 50 or so people that have petitioned against the Fish Labs building uh, versus, you know, just the idea of, of, of using that building for something positive in the city? Right, right. Um, it it can be tough. This isn't a tough one to even even decide. Like my vote, um, I'll tell you. I bet most council members it's going to be right up until because we get different information every day. Like we're still getting emails, and um, that's important to us to listen to constituents um, and listen to all of them. So you know, there's definitely a lot of opposition, um, kind of that you see and out there. But there's a lot of people for it as well. So. It's important that we're listening to, you know, all of the members in the city, and that can sometimes go unseen. Um, but it's important to – we're trying to make these ethical decisions that are also going to be the best for the whole city. Um, maybe not just one group of people or one person individual and their views and how they, you know, see life. Um, so it, it can be really tough and uh, a big balancing act. But it's always important to listen to our constituents and – um, right now, we've been think, taking a lot of calls and emails on that. Yeah, and it, what, this decision would be a little bit harder if it wasn't in a park, right? Like, we want there's mm-hmm. already a lot of activity that's in the park. So the idea that we're going to mm-hmm. add some kind of beer garden or wedding ve- venue, I don't know if that's going to add to that much add that much noise or a parking threat or. Uh, anything else, vandalism, any of that stuff, I don't know if it's going to increase. If this was just out in the middle of a, a regular neighborhood, the decision would be much tougher, right? Yeah, yep, I, I would agree with that. Too. It would be it would be a lot tougher because it would change kind of that atmosphere, which, you know, and I, I completely understand where people are coming from of the changes that they fear that they might see. Um, and it, it's hard to predict the future, right? And that's sometimes what we're asked to do on council is, okay, make this vote and, and, you know, assume what's going to happen in the future. So, um, yeah, I would say that it's in a park in a, a highly used area already. Um, that, that factors into our decision. But the next step, too, and I know this isn't your district, but you got to become an expert on all the things that go through council. The next step, we're just approving a zoning change. So then the, everything, that go, everything that the group that wants to restore that building wants to do will eventually have to go through council. So you'll be making decision after decision on this thing, right? Yes, yep, that's correct. And I think that's that's what's most misunderstood right now is um, I think a lot of people think that we're we're making the vote on, on all of this, the proposed plan and everything, um, and that's not the case. It, it, it will come to us. It will continue to come to us if this passes on Thursday, um, and then, you know, it will continue to be able to listen to constituents on the specific plans that we get and, and hopefully get more information out there. So that, that's the biggest misunderstanding right now, I think. We're speaking with Matt Keel. She's the District 7 City Council rep here in La Crosse. Uh, we're also speaking to Lily, although she is pretty quiet now. Did you just hand her off to somebody else? Is that what happened? <laughs> nope. I am uh, still walking now. She, uh, she takes a pacifier, luckily, unlike my, uh, my other, my son. Um, so it's, it's been a game changer for when I, I'm chatting with people on the phone. Now, are you just pacing around the house? Is that what you're doing? Um, I'm actually pacing back and forth in my backyard because she lives it outside. 
Oh, okay. Well, that is pretty nice though today. Um, another real yeah. important thing on the agenda for the city council was, and, and this is probably a learning process. I mean, everything on council is a learning process for a rookie council member, but this is, you know, one of the things that you're like, well, you know what, this is pretty important. I better really kind of dig into this is redistricting. You're approving a new redistricting plan. How, how much of a, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to dive into this right before I go to break. I don't know if I want to do this. I'm going to talk to you about redistricting in a minute. But um, okay. I, I want to bring up – I just want to bring up one other thing real quick is the uh, the resolution welcoming Afghan refugees. I think – did you guys do this first or the, – the, the county did this first and you guys probably saw that as a – you know what? Hey, we should probably do this as well. Yeah, the, the county did this and then um, Council Member Mandel and Short, um, uh, they actually worked with the county and, and a supervisor um, and uh, worked to kind of make this happen for the city as well. So – it's important, and not that any action is taken. It's just more of a, a welcoming statement, and um, you know, letting them know that they that that all are welcome in the cross. All right, we're talking with Matt Keel, the District Seven Council Member. We're going to take one quick break. Scott's comment coming up. Brad, doing the news. We'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. On the phone with me, Matt Keel, District Seven Council Member. Also, Lily Keel, eight-week-old baby. <laughs> Uh, has settled down since we started the show. I think uh, my my voice might be soothing. I don't know. Uh, I doubt it. Um, <laughs> before before the break, we we just I, I I teased it. I did a terrible radio tease because I di- I didn't look at the clock beforehand. But redistricting is one of those things on the council agenda for Thursday's meeting every month. Uh, what is it? The first second Thursday, first Thursday of every month. Uh, it must be the second yep. Thursday of every month. The city council okay. meets mm-hmm. after after like forty some committee meetings every month. Um, but redistricting, mm-hmm. you're a rookie council member. How much did you just have to get up to speed on, oh, I don't, you know, what is the redistricting and wh- how does the city do this and, and what do we have to approve? Yeah, so um, I was lucky enough to be on the redistricting committee. So um, we had a few meetings uh, with our city clerk, who was awesome about kind of catching us up to speed, explaining the process. Uh, this year was especially different because. Um, due to the pandemic, we the census uh, was behind. So since the census numbers weren't released at the regular date, um, we had a very shortened period uh, to kind of work with approving something. So um, along that, everyone did, right? So the county did. So there's a few steps in this process, but before we approve or kind of send off what we think would be best for lacrosse, um, the county does theirs, so we work off of the county and then decide from there. So I was in the committee that, that actually did that. Um, so that it, would, it was nice to be able to be in that committee. Um, if not, I would have watched anyways. Um, but then we made that decision. Now it'll go to council to see, after it went to F&P, to see if, uh, or I'm sorry, it went to JNA first. And now it'll go to council and see if it'll get approved. Well, that's pretty smart to get on uh, get on one of the committees that you really have to learn about because otherwise you also still have to learn about it, but you're not on committee and then you're just doing extra work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I do a lot of um, uh, requesting recordings of meetings because even if I can't make a meeting, uh, I still feel like I need to listen to it to actually get, like, the full understanding. So a, a lot of council members do that to where even if we're not at a committee meeting, um, we still watch the recording, which is a, a pro of having this virtual option um, so I can still have that, like, firsthand knowledge. So are you just sitting in Lily's, uh, eight-week-old Lily's 
bedroom in your rocking chair holding her and then just listening to old council meetings? Is that what you're doing? At like two in the morning? I do. Yeah, I do a lot of that. Yep, yep. She she feeds a lot. Um, so I uh, can watch it all on my phone. And I joke around that she's going to be just an expert. Like before she's even one, her first words are probably going to be motion or something like that. <laughs> um, all right, we're speaking with Matt Keel, District 7 City Council Rep. Uh, I, I think a lot of people, because District 7 is Kmart, and I know you probably don't want to, we joked about you know what, renaming it, but uh, Mitch said there's not a whole lot of activity there. What are you hearing about the Kmart development or Viaduct Views? Yeah, really, I, there hasn't been much activity since that um, kind of public meeting to where the public could come in and put their input in. Um, I went, there was a ton of different notepads, ton of different questions. You got to kind of vote on some different aspects you'd want to see. Um, and then the company was going to take that um, and, and do some stuff with it to present. So whether that was to present to just the owners or not, um, that's something there, there really hasn't been any more activity on that as of right now. All right. So, and then, the, you know, maybe another, well, this is, this might be as important as redistricting, if not more important, it might be just more important because it's, you know, right. Well, they're both pretty timely things, but uh, I call it Biden bucks, the American rescue plan act funds. I think the city is getting about $22 million. Uh, is, is there anything on the council agenda Thursday, you know, that you, do you, you have to prove something this Thursday, right? With that? Yeah. Yeah. So we are actually approving uh, uh, MOU, um, so it's uh, kind of it's an understanding, right, with the Lacrosse Community Foundation. Um, and so what that is is the um, amounts that council had already approved for the city to spend um, quickly, uh, because you know there's a lot of money. Um, I can't remember the exact amounts, but that amount we approved to spend. Now they're looking to possibly have the Lacrosse Community Foundation actually go through the applications because they're experienced with that. Um, so the, the MOU really outlines all of that. So first, before that can even happen, the council needs to approve that MOU. So that was something I got to look through because that came through um, finance and personnel that I'm on. So it was nice to go through that, ask some questions about how that was going to work in that process. Um, and just because once we really get that going, and, and even though the applications are already coming in, um, we want to have a good timeline and information to get out to the community so they know exactly what to expect when they're applying for this money. And I know you say MOU, and I learned this, uh, I think, with the, uh, the the school resource officer contract. Um, is it Memorandum of Understanding? Is that what MOU stands for? Yes. Yep, that okay. is. Yeah, it's just that might be the first word Lily says is either MOU or memorandum, something like that. That, that is true. There's been, been a lot of those on our agendas. Well, on top of on top of that, kind of uh, approving what the Lacrosse Community Foundation can use uh, some of these ARPA or Biden bucks for. Um, what what other what other priorities do you, are you hearing or seeing or, or do you have that that the city could use these this money for? Um, I, I think a top priority for a lot of people is definitely housing. Um, not just housing the homeless, that, that's a huge priority, but also just affordable housing all around. Um, affordable, reliable, um, safe housing for people in the city is, is a huge, um, you know, number one goal of a lot of people that I've been talking to. And when, when you say, well, how would that money be? Do you know how that money would be used? Would it just, would it help, uh, would it help 
people that own land build houses? Would it help uh, re- update old houses so that they can be sold? I, w- w- what do you think in that regard? Right, right. So I, there's so many options out there. So I, I've tried to talk to a lot of people. You know, there, and I think it's important for us to get creative, right? So um, you know, some random ideas that have come come to us is we get right proposals for um, individuals to buy properties. Uh, to do this and that, and and when we agree on that, we can only, uh, I guess, control so much, right? So maybe we agree that they can, they have to have this amount of affordable housing or housing that accepts uh, vouchers and stuff like that. Um, well, you know, I had someone come to me and say, "What if the city would approve that, but also um, own a few of the apartments or own a few of the buildings, and then." That would also be income for the city. They could make sure it was, um, you know, uh, affordable and safe and kept up. Um, so there's, a, and that's just kind of one. Um, there's been so many other random, really creative thoughts of what could be done. So, um, you know, incentivizing uh, landlords to have these affordable housing or accepting the 504 vouchers. Um, that I feel like there's a lot of different ways not necessarily maybe the straightforward um, just helping people build um, because we could use a lot of what we already have and try to, to build on that to help. Uh, along along the housing lines, the dilemma the city always has is it's, it's locked, right? There's bluffs on one side, a river on the other side. There's not a whole lot of places yep. to go to build new houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have a lot of college colleges here. So there's, there's a need for rentals, but there's a balancing mm-hmm. act here for, for having to build or, or have affordable homes for people to buy, but also have rentals that are, you know, up to code, so to speak, and not, and then the, mm-hmm. the rental properties or the rental units aren't so extraordinary. When, when college students are paying a mortgage payment for per month for rentals, that's when things just don't make sense to me. Um, is, is that something you're, you're digging into at all? Or, is, or am I just kind of, uh, am I out there on this one? No, no, that's that's definitely something that I've heard in multiple meetings and kind of in different even housing meetings in the community. Um, so the, those are things, you know, that can uh, get thrown out there, I feel like, as ideas. And, that, I mean, again, I feel like we have to get creative, um, do some innovative stuff. So, you know, whether that's even and, and buying up some of that, you know, whether the city or incentivized or whatnot, and buying up some of those rentals and making sure – that we can help make them good rentals um, and fix them up or do what we need to do to also make them affordable for these college students because um, agreed. And and the thing is that these college students, you know, they're our constituents as well. Um, and then on top of it, we want to keep them here. We want to keep them in the cross. So, you know, if they can't even afford um, their, their college rental, it's, it, they, it, they're going to see it as impossible to live here. I know quite a few young professionals that are full-time that work at nonprofits that work, you know, and they can't afford to live in lacrosse with their, what they're getting paid and what we have available for those young professionals that might not be ready to buy or even want to buy because that's not the route that everyone needs to go. Yeah. My theory is if we're going to charge mortgage payments for rentals, then if we just build more homes that people can buy, like $150,000 homes, something like that, and we want the college students to stay here, well, if we get them to buy a house, 
then they're probably more apt to stay after they graduate because they're mm-hmm. they own a house. So there, there's right. that. Hey, there's is this in your district the 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 old naval reserve site and. I, I mentioned that to Mitch yesterday, and I just, I, you know what, I haven't driven by there, but it's by Central. I'm, I'm guessing that's your district, right? There's housing going up there, right? It's just that's just out of my district. Just I know what you're district. talking okay. about. All right, because I can't remember if it was tiny homes there or just I, I don't remember. So I'll have to dig into that one. But um, all right, Mac, thanks. Yeah. I, I really appreciate you coming on and spending some time with us, and uh, among your busy day with baby, and there's still still committee meetings and, and meetings happening. It seems every day for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> of course. Library board tonight. All right. We'll see you later. Thanks a lot. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Bye. All right. One more quick break, and we'll wrap up after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. Just got done talking with Matt Keels, city council member in District 7. Uh, Karen is calling in, and she I think she just has a, a little bit of a story to tell, not having anything to do with that meeting. But, Karen, go, go ahead. You got a little bit of a story to tell? Yes, it was... Um I just heard about it tonight, and it was a gentleman that owns a company. He had, um, he was going into the post office. He seen a homeless man, and um, he thought, well, I can offer him a job for $20 an hour for probably only about three hours. But um, the guy said, I'm not interested in a job. I don't work. Okay. And the man, he just, he was so disappointed. He thought he was really going to be helpful. Sure. Do we know what the job was? Huh? Do we know what the job was? Yeah. It would have been a very simple job. I know what the job is, but I just don't want to say too much because then it would tell everybody who the uh, man is, and he's very kind. Oh, yeah. And um, so I... I just don't understand this. What do they want us to do for them? Well, I, I, I couldn't tell you. Thanks, thanks for the call. If you want to tell, if you don't want to tell me what the job was, and that's fine. I just, it's hard to kind of gauge that. By the way, Brewers up two zero. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they probably don't. It probably feels a little bit like a handout, maybe. Uh, some pity. I think a lot of, a lot of. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's a lot, but some of those people that are unsheltered are, they got some pride to them. And even if you're offering a, 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 a short job, right? Like a, just a chore, so to speak, a, a little, a little come over and do some work for me. I can give you 20 bucks an hour. And when you're done, you know, you got 60 bucks or whatever she said. I think she said it'd take about three hours. Uh, Sounds simple enough. It's it's probably feels a, it still probably feels a little bit like a handout. You 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 know the the better angle to go there would be, hey I I I don't know how, how old this person because if you're if you're like a 25 year old and you need some help around the house, I'm not sure you're gonna get this. But you know if you're older gentleman or or woman or and you needed some help around the house and you, you saw somebody homeless, I don't know you know why you would if it's obvious that they're homeless or not. But uh, he said, hey, uh, I need some help around the house. If you, uh, if you had any time, I don't, I don't have a ton to offer you. Or, you know, you got to kind of come at them humbly. And they might be more apt to come help you for nothing than they would to come help you 
when you're offering money because it's just a weird, you know, like, hey, uh, I don't know, offering offering a meal, something like that. I, I just and it's and it's uh, it's a nice gesture, probably probably looks it, it does sound it sounds a little a little silly that you wouldn't just go do that but i think it just feels like a charity uh maybe the job was so easy that 20 bucks an hour was way too much uh, i don't think that's i don't think that's the case for anything anyone doing anything but um and maybe it was a hassle or maybe that person had a situation i mean there's there, every factor in the world is at play when you when you only have so much information so really hard to gauge that but you know, I think a lot of the a lot of that might have to do with pride, and it's it's eye rolling to an extent. I I would say sometimes I know uh, the when it was really cold. I think two winters ago, I just there was we were doing some stories on what what the homeless people do when it's thirty below. I think we had a big stretch of thirty like below zero days. You know, and what do unsheltered people do during those days? And just going to I think I went to I think I went to Salvation Army. And talk to talk to a couple of different people about their situations, and and it, and it was kind of eye rolling. Some of the people talk you, you talked about their situation, and it was it was it was eye rolling to an extent. It was also the, this pride thing again. Uh, the one guy was a hard laborer, right, his whole life, and he had shoulder problems. He had definitely had medical issues where he couldn't do hard labor anymore. And yeah, you, you know, like what about some kind of other jobs? Something. You know, in retail or or just something like a, a little easier on your body, and it was no, I don't want to do that. I'm a I work I'm a worker. I work hard labor, and I can't do that right now. So I'm not. Gonna. And it was like, well, okay, well that's if that's your pride talking, but it's also you know that's then you're you're living in in a shelter and it's thirty below and you're you're not really helping yourself there. So, and you got some medical issues. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a little bit frustrating both ways. Number three, what you got? Got to be careful who you hire nowadays. You never know who's going to sue you. Got to have insurance. Well, yeah, if you're giving somebody 60 bucks for three hours of work, do you got to worry about that too? Even maybe you're even giving them $5 to do a couple hours of work. That's why it costs me a lot of money to be in business. Anyway, the other day you told me I should watch other news besides uh, my friend um, <laughs> Sean Hannity. Trump I, and Sean Hannity. Well, Does CNN count with you? I don't watch. I, I'll, I'll watch the local news a little bit. I, I record yeah. it and then I fast forward because I just want to see the local stories for okay, the most well, part. I was watching CNN the other day besides the other one that I watched, and they told me that there was 60,000 people coming up from South America wanting to come into the United States. Yeah, there, I think a lot of those people are from Haiti, where Haiti's, I think, experienced a, a flood, a hurricane, an earthquake. Uh, their government just had a coup. Uh, so there's, yeah, there. I, I mean, yeah, there's definitely a lot of people that want to that come okay. here from impoverished areas. they said areas. that there was no border walls there anymore. And then I watched another one where our vice president is um, the czar for the uh, border. They call her the border czar, like we got a weed czar. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Kamala Harris, border czar, yep. Instead of being at this meeting that was being held down in Mexico about border crossings, she was doing a little thing at a daycare center. Unbelievable. How dare yeah, she? Yeah, that's what I mean. 
You told me I should get my news from other places. Well, I, I meant other media. So stop watching TV news. I mean, you could just you get Netflix, so watch some fun shows. I mean, TV news, all they're trying to do is, is get you wrapped up into watching this stuff and getting you fired up about stuff that... Well, they got me fired up. Exactly. And then what do you do? You keep watching it, right? Well, should I listen to Mike Hayes in the morning? Would he know more? Well, you, you, probably, you could probably do that if you want. You can even call in and, and give him the business if you wanted, but... Um, yeah, I would say it just I would I do a little bit more reading than I do. I don't watch TV news, so because it, it is really just meant to to keep you. I mean, a lot of news is like that, right? It's sen- it sensational. People thinking. Well, it keeps us all trying to come back. Get the outrage news, you know, you get you mad. I mean, just go. F- I mean, you're not on social media, but if you went and followed uh, my congressman, he's doing. I mean, he's doing that every day. He's trying to get me mad about the uh-huh. border. And I just, oh, yeah. I just go, you know what? I live in Minnesota. So, I mean, it sucks that there's, like, all these people are having a hard time at the border and in other countries, um, but you're just trying to get me mad about it in one yeah, way or the other. I got mad when the mailman came today. I lost money on my 401k, but I should just chalk that off to the side. Well, does, does CNN cover your 401k? Is Fox News doing that? No. No. Okay. But I think the world's going to hell in a handbasket, but I'll tune in with you next week again, all right, buddy? All right. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, the world is. I mean, because we don't address uh, the problems that people are having. We just try to get people outraged about the problems. I mean, clearly there's a problem at the border, right? Because people are having problems. But do we try to solve those people's problems, or do we just try to build a wall to keep those people's problems out of our country? I mean, that's where we're at with this stuff. Uh, we should be more compassionate, I think, and try to reach out and help everybody. That's, I mean, if we're the best country in the world to do that, why wouldn't you want to live here? All right, that's all the time I have for today. Comedian Charlie Barron's tomorrow.